Now, what would you have done if you needed to evacuate your church during your Christmas Eve service? What a nightmare that sound. But this happened in real life to Transformation Church in Oklahoma. And I've got a video of the pastor from the pulpit dismissing the church to evacuate. I'm going to play that video. I'm going to come back and we're going to break it down and look at some lessons learned. So let's go to the video from the pastor from Transformation Church in Oklahoma notifying the entire congregation on Christmas Eve that they need to evacuate. Most, yeah, come on, Meredith. Y'all support her. Come on. Yeah. All right, another layer. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. Check, 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 check. Hey, real quick, I need everybody to do something for me. We are going to end service. This is Christmas. We love you. I need everybody to gather your things. I need you to get up and I need y'all to evacuate the building. This is not a, uh, a situation that you need to be frustrated, but I need you to listen and everybody just open those doors. Go right out there. Merry Christmas. We'll let you know what's going on. Jesus Christ is alive and we love you so much. All right. I want to talk about security measures, but before I do that, I want to say that I think that pastor did an incredible job under really difficult circumstances. He was clear. He was concise. He was composed. He was calm. And most importantly, most importantly, he delivered the message in such a way that it didn't cause hysteria. It didn't cause panic. People stood up and calmly walked out of the church. So I think he did a really interesting, well, really good thing there. However, a couple of things for us to acknowledge and learn from is that at Transformation Church, someone came on the stage to tell the pastor of an active threat, and then he evacuated the building. And there's different ways that you could do this. You could use your PA system, or it might not even be the pastor's decision at all. Someone else could do that. It could be you in security. It could be someone in operations, facilities. Um, this church chose for him to do it, but there's other ways that it could have been completed to have raised the alarm. Now, what is also very clear to me is that this pastor, yes, he had a natural gift in, but it looks to me like he'd been trained or been briefed before as to what to say. You could see him, his mics was turned off. That was the first indication that the, the church clearly were very organized. His mic was turned off. He spoke to this person for 30 seconds. Then he looks towards the camera and the audience and he delivers his message. He was briefed. He knew what to say. He had thought about it. As Marines say, the body cannot go where the mind hasn't been. The body cannot go where the mind hasn't been. He had thought about what he's going to say if he needs to evacuate the church. And another interesting piece was, what does this evacuation process look like if you have people in your congregation that have special needs? I have a, a brother in England who has special needs and he has a learning disabilities. His cognitive ability is that of a three or four-year-old, albeit he's a grown man. What if there's someone elderly? What if there's someone deaf who doesn't hear the message? What if there's someone who has restricted mobility how are you going to evacuate these individual groups and how are you going to identify them? For some of those groups, they'll become very clear because they won't be leaving their seat. However, how are you going to evacuate those types of groups? So there's a lot of questions in the security measures. 
Who makes the call? How do you raise the alarm? Does someone come on stage? What message does your pastor deliver? Has your pastor been briefed before? What does the evacuation process look like for people with special needs? And my next point then is about the assembly points via the evacuation process. Now, here's what I mean by that. I conduct security risk assessments at houses of worship and in the secular world. And I'm always looking for numbered doors. One, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, E. I prefer numbered one, two, three, four, because as our good friend, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman told us, that during times of stress, people will have auditory exclusion and they're going to lose their fine motor skills. So keeping things very simple, one, two, three, four, in numbering the doors is going to help them. The only thing, the only small thing that I would say I'd like to have heard this pastor say would have been exit via door two or door three or door four. Now, as some of you will say, well, Simon, he shouldn't have said that because he's going to push people in a certain direction and he doesn't know where the aggressor is. He doesn't know where the danger is. But there's a lot of advantages by doing that because it shows pre-planning. That's why you number your doors. The safest and quickest way out of this auditorium is through door one, is through door six, whatever it looks like. So there is an argument for both ways. I prefer when you're doing an evacuation to try and tell people where it is you need to go. And yes, I fully accept that you could be leading them to danger, but you've got to take some type of action. And having the doors numbered inside and out is a great way to help emergency services get you quickly and direct people where you need them to go. You'll be in charge in these moments, so you tell them which door. The next thing in relation to assembly points is, are your assembly points big enough? I went to a church only a few weeks ago and did a security risk assessment and saw their evacuation site in their, in their parking lot. And it was fenced in, really enclosed. And I was thinking, well, this is a weird place to have your assembly point, your evacuation point. And if your church that holds 400 people needs to get here, not everyone is going to be able to get in that site. So when you're thinking about your assembly points, really ask yourself, could it accommodate everyone that is inside the church if we had to evacuate the building? If the answer is no. You might need a secondary site or a third site, but it's something to consider. The next thing that I find with assembly points when I conduct security risk assessments is a lot of the time they're right next to the building or they're immediately as you come outside the door. Remember, we want to make sure that area is safe and secure and free from danger. So when we're thinking about assembly points, we're thinking about the furthest corners of our parking lot. We're thinking away from the building. What if the building is the danger? What if the building is the immediate threat? Having our assembly point close to the building isn't going to help us. So look at where your assembly point is and make sure that it's a significant distance away from your building because what you want to do here is keep people safe and secure. And then my final point about this church evacuation, which is going to help us in our own houses of worship, is the before communication, the during, and then the after. So the before communication was what was delivered to the pastor. Pastor, there is an active threat. There is a bomb threat. We need to evacuate the building. Here is what I need you to tell people to do. To get up calmly, leave their personal belongings, and exit via door one as safely and as quickly as possible. 
that is the before having that conversation sharing that with the pastor or you delivering that over a pa system thinking about what is it that i'm going to say now here is the during once the pastor said those words we are going to evacuate my mind if it was me i'm a father of two boys at 10 and 13 i want to know are my kids safe where are my kids have they been evacuated my wife was going to the church coffee shop she's not here where is she now grandparents oh i'm here with my grandchildren where are they are they safe yes more than likely you're going to have radios be those costco radios sam's club radios or a professional radio system yes i get that you're going to communicate with your ushers your greeters your staff your religious leaders in some way you've got to have a plan to communicate between each other as to what is exactly going on what action do we need to take but also i'd encourage you to think about what does that message look like to members of your congregation because they're going to ask i don't want to leave until i know my son's safe where are my children we're going to be going outside but where are these people that are close to me so there's going to be these during the moment questions think about it. you're just going to push people out and say we'll answer those outside or you're going to have some type of dialogue or again is this your pa system or some announcement from the pastor but there's going to be during questions what on earth is going on here am i safe you know so make sure you're thinking about those during questions and then finally the after communication the after i'm at the assembly point i'm stood here waiting to have more information but again my son isn't here my wife isn't here my mother-in-law isn't here my father-in-law isn't here my friend that i came with isn't here how long have i got to stay here for it's cold it's wet it's raining can i get in my car and drive away all these after questions again the marines say the body cannot go when the mind hasn't been think about what are those after questions how are you going to answer them are you not or are you going to address the questions that people have because when you're holding them there at the assembly point they're going to want to know what is next what is the next stage how are you going to communicate that what is your message what does it look like i want to tell you about a great company here in minnesota called alert protection services they have a mass notification app called alertcom that is a great way because everyone has i haven't got my phone here but everyone has their phone in today's world to be able to push a button and send out a mass notification if your church or nonprofit doesn't have a mass notification i really encourage you to look at alert protection services alertcom please let them know that simon um, sent you i like to collaborate with them because they do good work for house of worship take a look at their product if not them someone else but you need a mass notification system the last thing then about training for communication is relation to the pastor delivering that message well yes we saw that pastor was calm clear concise professional tied the mission into the church all that type of um good stuff and he didn't scare people that was the main thing did not scare people but was he trained for that was there a conversation as to what to say in that short 30 seconds he had to really compose himself level himself and say this is what i'm going to say give your pastors training knowing that if they need to evacuate if they are the person that's doing the evacuation make sure you're giving them some training and practicing what it is they need to say now lastly i got to hear about this case through the media being on youtube 
and I saw numerous interviews online. So it's also important in your communications plan to consider what does it look like when the media come to a church and they want a statement about what's occurred. You've had to evacuate during Christmas Eve. That's a big deal for any church, be you 100 people or be you 2,000. They're going to come down. They're going to want their story. Who is authorized to talk to the press? What can they say? We know there was a live threat, which is why the church chose to evacuate. They're going to have all these questions. So make sure there's four processes around the media. There's training. And make sure that you identify who is permitted to talk to the media in these given circumstances. And then finally, I like to end on my questions. If this was you and it was Christmas Eve and your church had to evacuate, what do you think this would look like? What would be your process? You don't need to put a comment below for anyone to see. This is just a question for you. If this happened at your church, what would the process look like? What I will ask you about this is, what do you think the pastor did well? Were there any areas of improvement? And what may the church have done differently had they done it again? So as always, I love your views and opinions. That's my view and opinion of this evacuation that occurred during Christmas Eve. Drop comments below. But for now, you stay safe. You have a blessed day and I'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.